What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, March 11th. We have reached the critical hump day or middle of the work week or whichever term you like to use to describe Wednesday. That is here. And it is indeed Mailbag Wednesday, where we will be opening the mailbox, sticking our hands in there, and getting the mail out and reading your questions, in which I will attempt to answer with as much certainty and conviction as I possibly can. But that will come in a little bit. But first, how you doing? Are you doing good? Hope you are enjoying the rain. There's more rain today for some odd reason. And uh, hope you are having a good work week to start, everybody. Welcome back to the show. My name is Danny Webster. I am your host, and I do appreciate you stopping by for today. We will be reading your questions as well as discussing Golden Knights practice from earlier today in a very, very ominous setting, which I will discuss in a little bit. But first things first, the usual housekeeping items out of the way, especially to those of you are listening to this podcast for the very first time. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, clearly I don't know how to talk. So that's one thing that we need to keep in mind. But welcome to you if this is your first time, as this is a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you consume your podcasting. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. Or if you like sending emails, emails are also good to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. And again, I do appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get involved in more mailbags going forward, send in your questions through Twitter. That's a great way to get them answered. Uh, we got a few good ones this week. Got a couple more in the email. Uh, so if you do want to get involved in the mailbags going forward, always send in your questions to me or the show's account, whichever you feel better about doing, and uh, they will be answered the next time I do a mailbag, which might be close to the end of the regular season, maybe a little bit before that. So we'll uh, we'll keep you updated on that as time goes on. So today, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I swear I'm not getting sick. <clears throat> Excuse me. Today, the uh, Golden Knights return to practice for the first time since they're playing their first three games of their Canadian road trip after winning the game against Edmonton on Monday. The Golden Knights returned home for a short practice before they boarded the plane uh, for their game Thursday against the Minnesota Wild, a game in which the Golden Knights are hoping to win to essentially get some bad mojo off their backs. Realistically speaking, the Golden Knights have not played well in that rink for the better part of three seasons. And if you recall, the last time the Golden Knights were in Minnesota, the Wild blanked them 4 to nothing, And then, obviously, that started the whole late-game winning streak, and everything was fine after that. But the Golden Knights, after two impressive victories in Calgary and in Edmonton, Vegas will be returning to Minnesota on Thursday in hopes of winning their third straight game. And uh, yeah, with the Wild fighting for a playoff spot, they are definitely going to be playing with some emotion and some banter. The Golden Knights returned to practice today, but it really wasn't the fact that they practiced today. It was a very optional practice. Uh, Pacioretty did not skate. Um, I'm trying to think who else did not skate. Nick Waugh, well, Nick Waugh is still in HL Chicago to quote-unquote 
AHL Chicago. Mostly everyone was there, but not really. Uh, third and fourth line were combined on the uh, maroon line with Carlson and seven defensemen, all but Zach Whitecloud, uh, practiced today. But that's not really why it was ominous today. It was ominous today because the Golden Knights practiced at a sparsely empty City National Arena. Now, if you've been to a Golden Knights practice, which those of you in Las Vegas, I'd pretty much say a good portion of you have. But if those of you who have not been to a Golden Knights game or do not live in Las Vegas, let me set the scene for you. Before the Stanley Cup final in 2018, the Golden Knights had to issue a first-come, first-served basis uh, at City National Arena because practices are open to the public. And it got so crowded that they pretty much had to turn people away to turn uh, off a potential fire hazard at City National Arena. That place can get packed. It can get very packed based on just practices alone. It doesn't need to be on a game day. It can be on a random Thursday uh, in November. There are going to be people that will show up for Golden Knights practices. It's absolutely insane. Um, Couple the fact that today there was a lot of rain. Roads might have been slippery. That's one thing. The other thing is, obviously, as it keeps popping up, the coronavirus scare that has been going around the country and going around the world. You know, knock on wood, there have only been, I believe, two reported cases in Las Vegas, nothing more uh, than that. But I could understand why there would be people who would be very cautious to go to such a setting um, involving, uh, you know, hockey players and other fans when all of this mass hysteria really is happening. I, I completely understand that. Um, the Golden Knights announced yesterday that they are still allowing fans to come to games, or not to come to games, come to practices, come to games, yes, still. Uh, games, reason why that's being brought up is because uh, the state of Ohio might be ordering a, a mandate soon, as I just saw it on Twitter, because it's about 10 to 12 right now. And uh, it looks like, that there's going to be an order soon for the Blue Jackets to be playing games in front of zero fans. Um, the NBA has also announced that that likely is going to be a possibility. The Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets, who are playing at Chase Center on Thursday, uh, will be playing in front of zero fans, uh, especially after the city of San Francisco just announced that they are also banning uh, large gathering events of at least 1,000 people. Um, so I say that because it hasn't affected the Golden Knights yet. Could that be a situation that eventually arises? More than likely, I I would have to side on the side of yes, because I, I wrote it in my Gaming Today column that went up today. You understand the precaution because it's not more so about the people, right? It's not so more so about the fans and the people that are contracting the virus. Yes, it is important that the leagues and everybody keep the fans safe. But at the end of the day, if one player from one team was to contract this virus and it spread to you know, another person and then two more people on the same team or on another team, uh, 
it would basically shut down one team, right? It would shut down just every bit of operation for one team. And then what would you do? You know, you call up a bunch of other guys from NHL Chicago. No one would be able to play in Vegas. And I'm using the Golden Knights as an example. No one would play in Vegas. No one would play for Vegas. You would have to pretty much quarantine the entire area. And then as a result, one uh, sports team loses money. The league loses part of the money based off that team. And then you're caught in a limbo of what you need to do. So I understand completely on both sides why this is happening, why teams and people, fans, everybody are taking the necessary precautions. Now, again, like I said, fortunately to this point, there have not been any other reported cases involved in Las Vegas, none more so to the point where they need to shut down everything going on in Las Vegas this week. And that also includes the Pac-12 basketball championship at T-Mobile Arena. Apparently they are taking precautions as to you know, fans and whatnot for there, but that is still ongoing. Um, and the Golden Knights have four home games left before the end of the regular season. Now, again, this is another it's, this is another issue that has also been coming up as far as this goes. You know, what do you do in the playoffs? I mean, do you possibly play a Stanley Cup playoff game in an empty arena? It, it's the way that this is going, the NBA is closing in on the playoffs as well. That this is these are things that we need to start thinking about. And I and I know I you know I kind of poked fun at it earlier, but you know it it's going to be weird if you you know you lower the helmet and you skate through the helmet and you got all the the lights and the light show going on for game one between Vegas and you know, let's say Nashville, and there's no fans there, like there's no. There's no goosebump moment to get you ready for the playoffs. You know what I mean? And, you know, you look at the situation in Columbus. If the Blue Jackets end up making the playoffs, are we really going to sit here and say they're going to be playing a, a playoff game really with no fans? I mean, again, I, I know I made the joke before about, you know, people going into Costco with hazmat suits on and stealing all the water and all the all the paper towels because you can take the paper towels and build a fort and you're going to take all the water bottles and build a moat. I mean, I know I joke about that, but when it comes to situations like this, it really does draw concern and everybody ever absolutely has a right to be concerned. And again, I don't know if exactly the reason why there were only 25, 30 fans at city national arena today were the, I don't know if the reason why was because of the coronavirus scare or if it was because of, you know, literally anything else again could have been the roads that were slippery uh could have been people didn't want to get out of bed at not for a nine o'clock practice i you could be a multi, a multitude of reasons but if it was because you don't want to see um if you don't want to you know see as many people and possibly contract something and then you get sick i, I completely understand that um but it was definitely an ominous scene Today at City National Arena, and even the players were asked about it, just how how weird it was um, that there was a practice going on. And yeah, it was it was weird. It was weird being able to hear the players on the ice because you don't really get that in, in a practice like that. So um, again, knock on wood. Hopefully, this doesn't affect Las Vegas in general. Hopefully, it doesn't affect the Golden Knights. Hopefully, it doesn't you know trickle over into the playoffs. Whatever the case may be, I, I just can't imagine them going forward and playing empty arena games and 
just the whole nine yards. I can't, I can't imagine that. So it'll be a very interesting uh, situation to monitor going forward. So I'm not an expert in real estate by any stretch of the imagination. My wife and I are in the process of looking for homes. We're not sure where to start, uh, but when we are ready and we are ready to lock down on our first home, we're surely going to try Homey. Homey, for you homies out there, is a new tech company where the main goal is to make buying or selling a house as easy as possible. There are many ways different real estate companies can get to you. You know, hidden fees, added commission, whatever. With Homey, there's none of that. Everything is done so you don't have to stress about it. Everything just goes smoothly. They've established roots in Utah and Arizona, and they'll be launching here in Las Vegas next week. That's huge news, especially if you're trying to get in the housing market. Real estate can be a risky game. It can be expensive too. And Homie wants to help you out with this special promotion. So my homies at Homie can get you $250 off your listing fee. Seriously, that, what a deal that is. All you have to do is text the word NIGHTS to 88588. That's $250 off your first listing fee desired to help you starting on a path to a new home or even selling your current one. So text nights to eight, eight, five, eight, eight for more info. And you can find that at homey. All right, folks, mail bag time. It's been a while since we did a mailbag. I think the last time we did a mailbag was when, uh, the golden Knights announced that they were getting an AHL team here in, here in uh, Southern Nevada. So it's been a little bit, but let's, uh, let us, uh, dive in to these mailbag questions. Again, got a good few on Twitter, got a couple more in the email. So let us get to it from Sean Reinerson at RhinoDad1 on Twitter asks, will Derek England play for the Golden Knights again this year? Unless there is an injury of catastrophic proportions, the likes of which forces Pete DeBoer to go, okay, number five, go in there. I do not believe we will see Derek Anglin in the lineup for the Golden Knights again this year. Now, again, a lot of it can change, uh, not even just injury-based. It could be the play of Zach Whitecloud. It could be the play of Nick Holden, John Merrill, whatever the case may be. Um, I would, If I were a betting man, I probably wouldn't rule it out because something could happen. But if I had to literally put a guess down, I don't think Derek Anglin will play again for the Golden Knights this year. And honestly, I don't think we'll see Derek Anglin in a Golden Knights uniform pass this year. I, I think that... He said it last year after he signed his new contract. The whole idea is to keep playing until he can't play no more. If he still feels like he can play, he's probably going to get a contract elsewhere. It probably would not be in Vegas. So if I had to guess, I'm going to say no, and I think that we've seen Derek England's last game in a Golden Knights sweater probably forever, basically. But again, weirder things have happened. Weirder things have happened. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, at hockey underscore season, hockey season on Twitter asks if Robin Leonard makes a save, doesn't have to make a movement on the ice. Does anyone cheer it? Well, I, I know I've made this joke and not really a joke, but it really, a, an observance here. It's been very weird. We get two years of Mark Andre Fleury and Malcolm Subban. And even, you know, even throughout, you know, Oscar Dansk and, uh, you know, uh, Max Legacy and even Dylan Ferguson for a save on Connor McDavid. Um, I have never been more thrown off in my life than going from Mark Andre Fleury one night to Robin Leonard the next. Like I watch Fleury make some of the more acrobatic saves that I think I will ever see in a hockey game. 
that not named Braden Holpe in game two of the Stanley Cup final. But I've seen Flurry do a lot of crazy things. And when you go from Flurry to Leonard, it's like apples versus banana bread. Like it looks like it looks like a I I won't call Robin Leonard a sloth in the crease, but it definitely is like watching a mountain man just like move side to side. And it's not even necessarily because he's big. It's just like he's he's not even stiff. He's just his big body allows him to be not so athletic at times when, you know, you think that there's time to be athletic. Like the craziest thing Leonard has done is made a couple of glove saves that have been very impressive. But he definitely has not a slower reaction, but it's more of a timely reaction where he's not flailing around the crease trying to make a play. He's just there and he makes saves. It really is the weirdest thing. But is anybody there to cheer for it? Yeah. I think people are there to cheer for it because not a lot of people know if he's made the save or not because he's, because sometimes he just moves so damn slow in the crease. But when he does make the save and they don't, and the goal and the referee doesn't signal for the goal and everybody cheers. Yeah. Everybody, everybody would cheer for that instance. So Robin Leonard is fun to watch. Like he is absolutely fun to watch in person, but it is, it is kind of crazy when you go from one athletic goal center to giant wall of the crease. The next it, it's very, weird. by the way, Robin Leonard is starting tomorrow against Minnesota. Not sure if I mentioned that. I don't think I did, but Robin Leonard is getting the start tomorrow. So the alternating uh, starts continue for the Vegas goalies. Uh, Hayden at Matos Aiden. Hopefully I said that right. Uh, what D man do you think has the best chance to make the jump next year? Coglin or out of Coglin or Hague? That's going to be very interesting because I think Dylan Coglin's had a really good AHL season. Uh, he, again, he was very close to making the final roster out of uh, preseason lat preseason this year. Um, if he can improve his defensive game, I would love to see Coglin and White Cloud as a possible third pairing. I know it might be kind of problematic, but if Coglin has made the strides necessary, um, then I think Coglin and White Cloud would be a fun pairing. I, I think Nick Hague, though, given the time that he had earlier in the year, I think he'd benefit greatly under DeBoer. I, I just think that with his offensive style, you know, he had a lot of posts this year. He should have about four or five goals this year. And I know the points really haven't come to fruition for Nick Hague, but I still think he's very good. I still think he's very solid. And I think that it's going to definitely determine just how DeBoer feels, really. If, if it's a matter of, you know, can you get the better shot in that third pairing, then it might be Coglin. Can you get the better maybe all-around overall guy? It might be Hague if he continues to have his trajectory go the right way. If I had to make a guess though, I'm just going to go with Hague just because, just because I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Hague and White Cloud do something. You know, I think that's going to be the expected third pair next year. Um, Hague and White Cloud, unless they make a move for another defenseman, which who in the hell knows at this point, especially with the salary cap and their weird issues. Um, I'd like to see Hague and White Cloud. I, I think Hague would benefit greatly having a more of a, uh, a puck mover, sound defenseman in White Cloud. Who, by the way, White Cloud has been very good defensively as of late. I think Hague and White Cloud would be a good pairing. And again, Coglin, if maybe in another year in the AHL, I think that would do great for him. But if he makes the jump this season, if he makes the jump in the preseason, and he looks like he's evolved his game, surrounded by that rocket of a shot. I wouldn't be surprised about Coglin, but right now I'd go with Hague. 
card subject to change, basically. Uh, Vanessa Peterson asks, looking into the offseason, who stays and who goes, not just goalie drama? Well, I guess I will start in goal because part of me believes that the Golden Knights, given cap situation, I just don't know if they can keep Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury, and I don't think it would be the best idea at the end of the day to do it. If they can pull it off and still have money to burn to get another guy or two up in their defense or in their forward core, more power to them. Um, I think in terms of, you know what, let me get cap friendly up here real quick just so I have a great idea of the uh, roster as it is heading into next season. Uh, if uh, looking at the forwards, your free agents right now are Reeves, Stevenson, Cousins, Nosek. Uh, Stevenson and Cousins, I believe, stay just because they are restrict free agents and it'll be easier to get under control and they will not be expensive. Chandler Stevenson might get a little bit more than the $1 million that he got this year, but he's definitely going to be worth every penny that he gets in his, in his next contract. And Nick Cousins, I think he's just a good versatile guy to have good uh, center wing combo guy that Vegas clearly wanted out of, uh, you know, going for another depth forward. I think that he would be very good on the third line next year. I think it'd be very good uh, to have. Um, Tomas Nosek. I think right now I'm going to say no, because the other guy that hasn't been mentioned, but is also a free agent next year, an RFA, I do believe, Nicholas Waugh, who I think will take Nosek's job as fourth line center. If the roster pans out exactly the way that I think most of us anticipate it, I do think uh, Nicholas Waugh will be on the team next year over Tomas Nosek. If you bring back Nosek, great. I just I don't know when you when you have Wall playing as well as he has. Wall is definitely deserving of like an eighty-two game stint or something close to it. So I would say Nosek goes. Ryan Reeves is another interesting one. I would say right now Ryan Reeves does come back, but at the very best, a very minimum deal. Like I, I not the two point seven seven five or however much it was to sign him the last contract. If it's going to be a contract, it's going to be a lot less. And and Ryan Reeves, I don't think, cares about the money. He's already set up shop in Vegas with his brewery. His family loves it here. Uh, he loves the community. So I think that it'll be easier to get Reeves to stay on a lesser deal. Uh, defensively, I think John Merrill is gone. I, I just don't see any – I mean, John Merrill as a fourth-line forward will always be great, but I just don't see any room for him on this roster. Uh, Derek Englund, I also think, is gone. I think they are officially going to go with the youth movement when it comes to their to their defensemen, and that's why I think you'll see at least Haig and White Cloud uh, on the roster next season. Uh, goaltending, I already mentioned it, but I don't think Leonard's back unless they can somehow uh, make it happen. And one wild card, I think, uh, who stays, who goes. I do think that trades will be in order. If the Golden Knights feel like they need to clear cap space, I do think trades will be in order. And the two prime candidates I think that could be traded this offseason are Paul Stasny and Alex Tuck. Um, Tuck's injuries, I think, have really derailed his development. He's, he's got so much talent, but I think the Golden Knights signed him to that contract thinking that he could be just a just a force, an eventual top six force. And unfortunately, given the current crop of the, uh, of the roster, it doesn't look like that he's going to get that chance. And again, that's more so on the talent they have in that top six as opposed to his talent in general. 
But I think if the Golden Knights are looking to clear cap space, I I actually thought Alex Tuck might have gotten traded close to the deadline just because you know he was still hurt. And uh, he, he just wasn't producing it the way that I think the Golden Knights were hoping for. So I thought, honestly, that uh, if there was going to be one major move to be made from Vegas, it was going to unload one of them, and I think it was going to be Alex Tuck. Paul Stasny is someone who I think Vegas will try to move because $6.5 million cap hit, number one. Number two, if you really feel good about Cody Glass moving forward, which again, knee surgery, this is off season or knee surgery coming up, and then he's out for the rest of the season. If he can make that jump and stay healthy, Cody Glass is going to be the center, likely in between Marshall Zone Smith, uh, because I think they're going to keep the Carlson line with uh, Stone and Pacioretty intact. So those would be the two names I think from a trade perspective I would keep an eye out for because I, I don't, I don't see. If, if they can roll with Paul Stasny up until the final year of that deal, that's terrific, and I think that would be great. But I, it's just hard for me to see one of those two on the roster next year, meaning Stasny or Tuck. I think one of them might get moved. If none of them get moved, I think that would be an interesting call on the team's part. But I, I just can't see them. Uh, I just can't see them going forward without um, without moving one of those two. Um, and last question on Twitter, uh, bald 12 Eagle on Twitter asks, why is Leonard's character a Panda? That is a question that I do not have an answer for because Robin Leonard will not tell us. Apparently the Panda is very synonymous with number 90 and until probably his retirement or until he wins a Stanley cup, I don't think we're going to know. Um, I thought it was just because pandas are big and they like to eat. And I think Robin Leonard is a very good connoisseur of food. I'd imagine, so I would probably say that I would go with uh, I would go with because pandas eat a lot, and I think so does he. And if he wants to meet Gordon Ramsay, that's probably something that uh, will be taken into consideration. Uh, James A. in an email asks, "What do you really?" And I kind of talked about this earlier. Do you think the Golden Knights would really play a game in an empty T-Mobile Arena? I can't see it happening. Like I just. It would be weird to cover a game like that. You know what I mean? Like, I can only imagine what it's going to be like for that Warriors and Nets game coming up. I can't imagine them just deciding, you know what? We're going to roll with it. We're going to go empty arenas for everybody involved and even up until the playoffs. Let's let's just see how it goes. I mean, it, it's such a touchy situation. It's such a touchy subject, but... I I can't see it just because I feel like it would be it would just be weird. And I don't I wouldn't even know what to do with myself if that were ever to be the case. So um I'm just gonna say I don't I don't know how I would feel about that, to be quite honest with you. And uh, and you know what, I think that'll be it. I think that will do it for the mailbag portion today. So thank you to everyone who sent in your questions again next time if you want to get on the mailbag. Make sure to tweet at LockdownVGK or tweet at DannyWebster21, and uh, we will I will get to those questions um, for next mailbag. So appreciate you folks sending those in. All right, so quick update for the week ahead. Tomorrow is going to be a post-game podcast, so it'll be a later episode. Please be on the lookout for that. It is a 5 o'clock puck drop uh, tomorrow against the Minnesota Wild, so it will likely be a post-game podcast. Keep your eyes on that one. 
Also, uh, with uh, the game against Colorado on Sunday, that will be a Monday post-game pod as well. Thank God it's an early start. Also, big news out of Colorado, uh, Nathan McKinnon's out for a week or two with a lower body injury. So the Golden Knights are about to catch really big breaks in this road trip, not having to face Connor McDavid on Monday, and now Sunday they will be without Nathan McKinnon. Um, Does that say anything in the grand scheme of things in the playoff race? Not really, but I mean, the fact that the Golden Knights could potentially get at least six points out of this road trip and not have to worry about McDavid or McKinnon, I think that is a huge break for Vegas. And again, all this happening without Mark Stone, who, by the way, I believe is still week to week, according to Pete DeBoer. Um, after uh, practice today, after practice today, so Stone's still out for the next week or two, and they're having to win games without Stone, and they're finding ways to do it. And if they can continue to do that while these other teams are dealing with ridiculous injuries of their own, the Golden Knights have a real good chance to win on Sunday. Very good chance to win on Sunday. So that is the plan. Friday will just be a regular episode. I think I'll figure out what to do there. Thursday, Thursday will be a post-game pod. Friday, I'll figure out what to do. Maybe we'll talk more about the game, get you ready for Colorado as well. I think that is something that we will uh, definitely do. And uh, yeah, I think that will do it for me today, folks. Uh, thanks for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing, all that jazz. Um, if you are an Apple Podcast, by the way, if you're so kind as to leave a review and a rating, lets people know I'm doing and lets, how, lets me know how I'm doing on this podcast. And if you got random thoughts you want to say, like if I suck or anything like that, that's always welcome too, I guess. So if you if you are an Apple podcast, please feel free to do that. So with that, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys. Have a good rest of your work week. Have a good rest of your hump day. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Sound good? We'll be we'll be back here late Thursday night, same bat time, same bat channel. And until then I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and I'll see you tomorrow after the Golden Knights take on the wild. Have a good one! Hey!